Welcome to the Living Room Worship Podcast with your host, Crystal Lester. Join me now in my living room so we can explore in a fresh way what worship really looks like in everyday life. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Crystal, and welcome to my living room. I am excited to share my thoughts on feeling lost. This episode's title is Have You Seen Me? And I think it's such a relevant topic because not only in the natural are there so many people walking around lost, there are children who are being reported missing, and it breaks my heart literally every time logging into Facebook and seeing um, stories being shared about kids that are lost, Amber Alerts, different things like that. It just, it breaks my heart because I couldn't imagine like a kid not knowing where they are, feeling unsafe, feeling like no one is there to protect them, feeling like they're in danger. But let's be honest, sometimes we go through that. It's a a natural human feeling, right? So I was thinking about it earlier. Like, remember when we were teenagers and we felt like we had life all figured out? And I'll be the first to admit that I was young and dumb. And I use that phrase lightly because I'm not trying to say that every teenager is young and dumb. I, I did feel like I had a lot of wisdom and I probably did, but... At the same time, I was still young and dumb. (laughs) I had my first love at 13 and we were going together. And I think back all the time, like, how are we going together? Like, where are we going? Because neither one of us had a job. We didn't have any money. We didn't have a car. We didn't have a license. We didn't have any authority to go anywhere. (laughs) So how were we going together? And I I just had it all figured out. I'm like, okay, so I'm with this guy. I'm in love with him. We're going to get married. We're going to have 2.5 children. I don't know how you have 0.5 of a child, but whatever. We're going to live in the suburbs. He's going to work. I'm going to work. And then I'm going to cook and he's going to do this and I'm going to do that. And we just, you know, had it all planned out. And then it was like, okay, this relationship is over. Now it lasted quite a while. It was a few years, which is not uh, common nowadays apparently for especially well for young people or older people but anyway that's neither here nor there so uh that ended and so then you move into the next phase of life and so when I moved out my freshman year of college I'm thinking like man surely I know now I've been through some things I I don't I've had a relationship (laughs) and I had declared a major I was going to school I was great I was all set but for reasons that I won't get into now We'll talk about this at a later date with something, another topic that's important and relevant to talk about in the worship room. I mean, in in worship in the living room. Um, But I ended up last minute not going to the college I was originally going to go to. And it was because of my family's concern for my safety. And it was just, it, it rocked my world because I was like, man, I had all of this planned out. I knew where I was going. There was a sense of accomplishment and knowing what I was going to do. And all of that just got ripped away from me right at the last minute. And I'm like, so now what I want to do. So fast forward through college, right? I'm I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to be at one school. Everything's great. Nope. I transferred schools four times. (laughs) And again, I'll get into that story later. And I changed my major six times. But by the grace of God, I was only one semester late graduating and I still had a 4.0 GPA. So shout out to God for that because that was a miracle. Um, But I'll never forget when I got my first real apartment, my last semester of college, it was off campus. So it was like legit, like an apartment, not like, you know, fancy dorm room or whatever. 
And I, it would be my home, you know, until I was, until I was married. I stayed there until I got engaged and um, got married. And I walked in, put the key in the door for the first time after I signed the lease. And I was trembling, like my heart was pounding. I was sweating. I was so nervous because I thought to myself, I'm like, what the heck did I just agree to? Who is going to pay these bills? I don't make hardly any money. What am I going to do? Like, I don't have cable. I don't forget cable. Can I afford to turn on the lights? I was sitting in the dark. because I was like, at the time I was living in Illinois and I'm like, man, comment is a real thing and they're going to be looking for me. <laughs> and so I'm like, can I even find a job in my degree? I graduated from Columbia. Shout out to all the alumni. And I had a, I have a degree in arts, entertainment, media management. And that's basically just a fancy phrase for business management degree with a focus on the arts industry. And thank God, of course, yes, I do work in the arts and entertainment industry as an artist. Um, and I'm, I'm really grateful for the degree that I got. But at the time, I'm thinking like, okay, I need money, like good money right now. How is that? You know, I had no idea. I was completely lost. And still years later... I found myself lost again. I wasn't homeless. I was still making it. But just in life where I thought that I was going to be, I was totally lost. I was spending my days working mindlessly, just doing mindless work, like not feeling like I was working in a purpose. And I was not working with what I just spent several thousand dollars studying. And I was trolling Facebook for potential husbands. Don't judge me because you know you do it too. Okay. Anyway. And I was in a situationship with this guy that I thought I loved. I was like super stuck on him. But deep down, I knew that he was never going to marry me. And no matter how many times I did wifely things that I knew I shouldn't have been doing, I just kept trying to tell myself that I could change his mind. Uh, No, that's not what happened. And so then I would go to church on Sunday, check church off my list. Like, okay, cool. I went to church. It was good. And then Monday would be here and it would start all over. I was in a cycle and I hated it. I was lost. And so I'll never forget this day. It was December 21st, 2014. It was a Sunday. I was going to a vision board party. Something had been stirring in me and I was like, man, I just, I want my life to be different. I feel like I'm looking at my friends who are going after their dreams. Some of them had moved to LA to pursue singing or acting already. And some of them were starting businesses and some of them were getting married. And I was just so tired of feeling bitter and jealous. And I'm like, I just thought I would be so further along in my life. And even though I was, I was still young, I was 24 at the time, but I was just like, man, I just, I thought my life would be different. You know, my parents were married by the time my mom was 19 when she got married, you know, she already had a kid and, you know, they were starting a business. Like it was just so many things that I thought I was going to do because of the example that was set before me and because of the type of life I wanted to live. And so I was heading to this vision board party and I'm like, I'm going to get some perspective. I'm going to do what I need to do. This is going to be the year everything turns around. And then bam, I had a car accident totaled my car. This guy rear-ended me, pushed me into another car in front of me on the expressway, on the way to the vision board party. I was so frustrated. Now I was going to have more debt for a new car. My car had just been paid off like two months prior. So here I was with no car note, and now I have a new car note. Already on a struggle bus, right? And then I had a limp and a busted lip on top of that because I injured my PCL. And I buzzed in my lip, had a deep bone contusion. It was just bad. 
And I'm, I just remember crying like, God, do you see me? Like, I really, I, I want to change. I don't want to be this way anymore. I don't want to be in a situation ship. I don't want to be out here not practicing what I'm preaching, you know, lurking in the dark. I don't want to be so frustrated and depressed. Do you still have plans for me? And he reminded me that weekend, you know, it was coming up on Christmas and, and we were getting ready for New Year's. And I just really sensed this newness that God was working on the inside of me. He reminded me in his word and he reminded me through songs I heard on a radio moments, private moments in a car of me just crying out that like, I see you and I love you and I still have plans for you. It's not too late. Like you, you're right where you need to be because you're seeking me. And that's, that's the whole point. As we talked about in the first episode that worship is really just the pursuit of God. And I had to remember that in a moment of worship, I had to really just kind of start over and surrender. And so sometimes when we feel lost, it's almost like grieving the loss of knowing, because that's really what feeling lost, lost is, (laughs) um, it's it's we're we're losing this understanding of where we are and what we're supposed to be doing and so we can grieve that and it's funny because we never really know like we like we know but we we only know in part so it's not that we have complete knowledge of what's going on or what's ahead like we don't know that cuz we're human we know what's right in front of us we know what God reveals to us in our spirit man but it's, it's still kind of, you know, spiritual and it's, it's not seen with our eyes and our minds comprehended in a different way. And, you know, we, we don't really have that, but we, we know the knower, like I said last week. And so I was looking up the five stages of grief and loss, and it really reminds me of feeling lost with a T. The five stages of grief and loss are denial and isolation anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. And what I realized is that I could totally see myself in these stages, right? So first I'm, I'm kind of in denial. I'm, I'm like, I'm kidding myself. I'm thinking, I know, oh, I got it all together. It's like when people ask you, oh, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Really? You know, you're not. And then you stop talking to them because you don't really want them to see what you're hiding that you're depressed, that you're frustrated, that you're a mess. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'll catch you later. Oh, I, I can't make it. I, I got some stuff going on. But yeah, maybe next time. Now you know you're going home and sitting in front of the TV, right? That was me. I'm not judging. I'm just, I'm sharing. And so then anger. We get angry. We get angry with ourselves. We get angry with God. Like, why is my life like this? Why is Why, why am I going through this? Why do I have to? I don't even want to try anymore. Like I tried and nothing happened and I still feel stuck. I still feel lost. And we get angry. And then we start bargaining. God, God, if you please just, I I promise I go to church every week. If you could just, just make this happen or make that happen. Or, you know, we, we give our three wishes and it's, God just doesn't work like that because he knows he's the knower. Right. And then unfortunately, a lot of people get into depression And they just feel completely unmotivated to do anything at all, ever, because they feel like they don't have any knowledge of it all. They've been trying all this time with the bargaining. They've been angry. They've tried silence. They've tried shouting. They've tried everything. And it's just like, what's the point? Apparently, I'm just supposed to be lost right now. 
And then acceptance. Now, this is this is something that I kind of read a little differently. So typically when it when you're grieving the loss of like a loved one or something like that, when you come to acceptance, you accept the fact that they are gone. And it's supposed to be this this peaceful feeling of like, okay, they're gone. There's nothing I can do about it. I love them. I cherish memories of them, right? I don't want to say that I think we should accept and embrace being lost because that's not what God's plan for us is. He's not intending for us to be lost and to be frustrated and to be non-productive. Um, God is intending for us to flourish. He's intending for us to have an abundant life. And so when it comes to acceptance, I think that for me, my personal prayer is that I get to a place where I can accept not knowing all the details. I can accept feeling like I don't know the answers, but knowing that God does, and I'm just going to pursue him and ask him for my daily bread, ask him to order my steps every day. And so even though I don't know exactly what's ahead of me or what's around me, I know that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in life because I'm pursuing God. So a couple of scriptures that come to mind, the first one being Isaiah 35 and four, it says, tell everyone who is discouraged, be strong and don't be afraid. God is coming to your rescue. And then I was reading the story of Zacchaeus. If you don't know it, it's in Luke chapter 19. And I'm just going to read it really quickly. So this is the NLT version. It says Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a, sig a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. He's like, Get get down from there. I don't know what you're doing. We we need to go on over to your house because I'm hungry. You hungry? We're going to sit. We're going to chill for a minute. Zacchaeus climbed down quickly and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He had come. He had gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. They grumbled. So the people was hating on him because he's like, who is this guy? He's a tax collector. He's a sinner. He's not in at every church meeting. He he don't come to first Wednesdays. I go to CLC Hammond. So we do first Wednesday. Shout out to my church. Love my church. Anyway, so he don't come to first Wednesdays. He's not a part of any small groups. He doesn't serve on an usher's board. He doesn't go to the conferences. And I know I saw him hanging outside the corner store and he works for the government and he does all of this stuff. And Jesus is going over his house like the nerve of Jesus. Right. And so meanwhile, in verse eight, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Zacchaeus had reached a, a point in his life where he was desperate for change. He was like, you know what? I've been doing this and I just, I've been feeling lost. I've been feeling like there's no real purpose in my work. I'm dissatisfied in what I do for a living. I'm frustrated. I, I feel like my growth is stunted, you know, not, not exactly a pun intended, but kind of sort of. And 
Zacchaeus heard about Jesus. He's like, man, okay, maybe he's got the answers, right? I'm going to turn this thing around. I, I just got to see him. I'm going I'm to try to wave to him. I'm imagine that, that Zacchaeus was in the top of the tree, not just kind of lurking and, and looking, but I think that he was kind of trying to flag him down a little bit. Um, and so he, when he finally gets there, he's like, man, I'm willing to make these changes, whatever I got to do, because I just, I have to, I can't be like this. I can't feel lost anymore. I need you to help me. And Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. Of course, we know Abraham as the father of faith. So a true son of Abraham means that he, he's faithful, that he's faith filled and that he's obedient to God. That's what Abraham is really noted for his obedience and his trust in the Lord. And verse 10 says, for the son of man, a.k.a. Jesus, came to seek and save those who are lost. In another translation of that last verse, it says in the Passion Translation, Jesus said to him, this shows that today life has come to you in your household for you are a true son of Abraham. The son of man has come to seek out and to give life to those who are lost. This passage of scripture really gave me so much hope to know that the reason why Jesus came was to save the lost, to give life to the lost, to seek us out to find us. And so it's not just one of those conversations where people are lost because they don't know Christ, but even in those moments where we feel lost, where we feel like we don't have any direction, where we feel like we don't know what we're doing or what we're making of our life, or we feel like we're missing the mark somehow, we can still run to God and seek him for direction. It's his purpose. It's it's what he wants to do in our lives is to give us direction, to show us this beautiful masterpiece of a plan he has for our lives with all the intricate details, with all of the hope. As we talked about last week, one of my favorite verses, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, God has plans for us, good plans for us to give us a hope in the future, to, to bless us, to never abandon us. These are his plans for us. And so if we, if we can just trust in that, if we can just run to him and just seek him, you know, what am I saying at the end of the day? If you're feeling lost, number one step is to seek God. Number one step is to say, okay, Lord, let me turn back to you. Let me seek you about what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. And he shows up every time. The Bible says that we are saved by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. I really think that just bringing that down to a living room worship type of understanding being saved by the blood of Jesus, of course, is the cornerstone of faith. But also being saved by the word of our testimony is that, you know, when, when you hear someone's story, it, it does something to you on the inside. Whether you're a believer or not, it gives you hope. It gives you a sense of, of belonging. You feel like you can relate to them. It, it makes you think, well, if it happened for them, it can happen for me. And I'm here to tell you from my own personal experience, every time in my life, when I've gone through transitions and I felt lost, the moment that I sought God and asked him to just give me direction, asked him to show me something or even just, just sought his face and say, you know, God, I don't have to know everything. I just, I just need to know that you're here. I just need to know, I need you to know that I'm here, that I'm, re I'm ready to do what it takes. I'm, I'm ready and willing to do whatever it is you want me to do in this season. Every single time I've had those conversations with God, he's always shown up. He's always 
blown my mind with his faithfulness and he's always helped me to get where I need to go. And I can look back and honestly say the times that I thought that I was so lost, I was exactly where I needed to be. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're feeling lost in this season, if you're feeling like you don't know where you're going or what you're doing, or you feel like you're wasting time or you should be further along, or there are just so many questions that you have, you have more questions than you have answers. I just want to encourage you in this time that God is faithful to give you direction. God is faithful to speak to you. He's faithful to meet you right where you are in your living room or in the car, wherever you're listening. He's faithful to listen to you, to hear you, and to give you direction. You just have to seek him. The Bible says that those who seek him will find him. Those who seek him wholeheartedly will find him. Jump all in. Ask him to help you abandon the need to know everything. Ask him to help you to embrace the need to know him and to trust him and to follow him. So right now, God, I just thank you and I praise you for this opportunity to worship, to fellowship with those who are listening, wherever they are right now, that we can talk to you like you are our best friend, as we always should, that we can seek your face, that we can be real and be honest with you and and tell you how we're feeling, tell you what we're thinking, and that you love us in spite of our thoughts, in spite of ourselves, that you you have plans for us, good plans, that when we feel lost, that, that you're our guide, that you know exactly where we are. Nothing can keep us from your love. Nothing can keep us from your reach. We can't go too low or too high or too far left or too far right. You're always able to put your hands on us and you're always able to bring us back to a solid place. That's, your, that's what your word promises, is that you are faithful to uphold us with your right hand and place us on a solid rock. So we trust you for direction in this season and we just give you glory and honor. Guide me to the place where 
us direction, God. 
even if we walk away from this moment still not really knowing what the next step is we thank you that you know and we trust you to tell us when the time is right we trust you to have good plans for us we trust you to be in control you know what you're doing and as scary as it can be we thank you that you are faithful to finish the good work you started in us Bless the person listening. Cover them in your blood, surrounded by your angels. Fill them with your spirit. Let them know that you hear them and help them to hear your voice more clearly. In Jesus' name, amen. You all have an amazing week. Love you so much. Hey love, thank you so much for tuning in. I want to connect with you. Find me on social media at Crystal Luster. That's spelled Christ, A-L-L-U-S-T-E-R. So we can support each other in this life journey. And please leave a review for my podcast. I truly value your support. Until next time, say it with me. I am loved, I am destined for greatness, and I have the capacity to worship intimately. Have an amazing week. I'll catch you next time.